welcome to the Skeptic and the Mystic podcast. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, will dive into a little bit of the mystical, some of the spiritual, quite a lot of the unconventional, and we'll do it all with a healthy dose of skepticism. So if you know that you're holding yourself back, there are places in your life where you could be doing more of what you want to do. Tune in, stick with us. We'll help you move past some of that skepticism and disbelief and open yourself up to some new ideas and ways to begin living the life that you truly want starting today. You don't have an outline. I have no outline. (laughs) Hello, everybody. This is Heather and Deb. And this is episode 31 of uh, The Skeptic and the Mystic. (laughs) And today we're talking all about mystery, the mystery of mystery, why we always want to understand things and what we do when we don't. And if you heard when, just as we were just starting, Deb Deb said, oh, it's a mystery. Like, I don't have an outline. I am an outline person. I like to know my points because otherwise I can either ramble forever about something, but I also like, I don't like listening to people who don't have stuff to deliver, like tangible stuff. (laughs) And so this is challenging for me, Um, but to go along with, you know, with the, with what we're talking about is the mystery of mystery. Um, so we're, you know, this podcast is the skeptic and the mystic and the skeptic is a person who questions things and, and a true, true skeptic questions, receives the information and then shifts their mind when they have information presented to them. A, a skeptic isn't somebody who all, well, it is, but like, it's not only someone who get, receives information and is still like, nope, I don't believe that at all. And then the mystic, how would you explain the mystic, Deb? Well, my definition, I don't know, I haven't looked up, you know, Webster's Dictionary, but uh, I actually, in in the context of what we're talking about, I believe in things because I inherently believe in them sometimes. I don't necessarily need to know. And when we're talking about mystical practices, um, I know you said you you all share a tarot story, but I can kind of share one for myself as a good example. I tracked, I just for the, you know, kind of for the fun of it, for the pat for the month of March, I pulled a card every day, tracked what I was asking about, tracked what card I got. Um, and like comically almost when I would ask the same question, a, a remarkable amount of times I got the same card in response. And for anybody that's not really familiar with tarot, you, you shuffle the deck, you split the deck, like you have a process. The likelihood of getting the same card you know, three times in a month for asking the same question. It's, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a statistician, statistician, however you say that word. I don't know what the, what the actual likelihood is, but in my, in my belief around these things, I don't have to have an explanation. My explanation is the universe was telling me that's the freaking answer. Like we told you the first two times. (laughs) So I I ramble because we don't have an outline. Um, but yeah, I would say the in the contrast to the skeptic, the, the mystic believes in these universal principles that don't always seem to have scientific explanation. But I will back that up with sometimes you can explain, you know, quantum physics, which I don't fully get my head around, but sometimes has answers for a lot of those things. Yeah, yeah, and as, at the end of the day, there is there is answers for everything, and 
I mean, you know, science is such a big word that's being thrown around so much now. You know, people are like, well, you have to do this because science. And then you're like, well, this this study shows this too, right? And that's where I feel like the skeptic comes in is, is like, it is okay to ask questions and to question it, you know, because science once said, you know, that the world was flat, right? Or science once said that, you know, humans can't fly. Right. And no, we can't like physically, like, you know, flap our arms and fly. Right. But we can fly. You know, science once said, hey, use DDT on your children, you know, and it's safe. Like, you know, or, you know, so right. There's so many things like, you know, there's science. So, so I, I love Dr. Joe Dispenza's work because he talks about how like how how science is, is a language that people can understand. Mm hmm. And it is. And like, we also have to allow space for what we don't know. Right. And that's the hardest thing. Like the, the, when we were talking about like the mystery of mysteries, like the hardest thing for people is to not know something and be okay with it. Yeah. It's part of the human condition. I think mm -hmm. we do. We want to understand and we want to have meaning because when you don't, it's, I mean, it's just uncomfortable for a lot of us, I think, to not really understand our world. But yeah. yeah. So when 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 we don't have um, like, what do we do when we like when we don't understand things? Right. We create certainty so that or we create stories so that we have certainty. Right? Like, oh, he did this because X, Y and Z or you know, I mean, we can look at our polarized world right now, you know, this side is saying this, you know, because of these people did this, and these people are saying this because of this, and it, but it gives them certainty instead of just saying, I don't know what's going on. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it's real, if it's fake, if it's man-made, if it's not, if this is good for us, bad for us, like, I don't know. Like, we all, and it's like, and this is where, okay, this just came to me, is, is where I think it comes down to is it become, it, it comes to having that deep desire for, for belonging. Because as humans, we want to belong somewhere. And if we're in this, like, I don't know space, right, then, then where do we belong, right? We don't belong in this camp. We don't belong in this camp. Okay, well, who am I if I don't have these beliefs? And everything about our beliefs, like, makes up who we are. You know, you think about, you know, I used to live in Philly. And everything that they say about Philly sports fans is absolutely true. Like they are obnoxious. They're, they're diehards. They are crazy. And it took me a really long time to figure it all out. And finally, probably just a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I'm like, this gives them a sense of belonging. It's my team. You know, it's my, and I'm like, Dude, like you don't even have tickets to like season tickets. How is it your team? You've never even played the game, you know, but it's yeah. like, this is mine. It gives me like, I can wear this shirt and then people can know things about me because of this team that I support. Right? Yeah. And, and for men, it gives them a sense of belonging. So most women don't, I'm not saying that there aren't women that are like, you know, hardcore sports fans, but like generally that's more of a man thing. And it's like their way of feeling connected and feeling like they belong somewhere. Because if we don't belong somewhere, then like innately we have this, like, I'm going to die. Yeah. It's primal, I guess. Mm -hmm. Tribal instincts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So the, the, the interesting thing though about life is the more that we can just 
accept that it is without giving any meaning to it, the more, uh, the more satisfaction we can have in life. Yeah, I will definitely. Yeah, I'll agree with that. That's what I was kind of saying. I probably before we got on, um, I think for me personally, I have developed a pretty good, maybe I've just for on some level, usually been okay with that. I, I don't mind unknowns at all. I find them very exciting. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, there are obviously there are things that we want. You know, I, I, it's not like I just wake up every morning with, I don't have a clue what's going to happen today. And it's glorious. Like I'm not quite that naive, but um, I, I am really okay with not fully understanding things at this point. Um, mm. You know, we always use the analogy. I totally don't know how this thing works. Right. I don't know how my phone works, but it works and I trust it. Yeah. How so, are we to each other, me in North Carolina, you in Arizona, like, yeah. and seeing each other move in real time. Right. And again, these are things that I don't, you know, go back 200 years, they'd be like, no, that is never going to be a possibility because they didn't have a way to construct that a way to, to even visualize that that could be the case. Right. Right. So, yeah. But again, human, human brain is like, nah, that's impossible. I don't, I don't see any way that, that could happen. I mean, honestly, look at an airplane. You talked about flight. Right. Even to this day, as billions of planes have successfully flown, I still look at them and I'm like, how is that even possible? Yeah. <laughs> I think the same thing. I When I go under tunnels, I am still absolutely amazed at the tunnels and bridges. Like, bridges. how it happen? Like, yeah. I know there's very smart people who know how it happens, but still, it's like, huh. And yeah. the there was a series, I think it was on Netflix, um, and I think it was called Pyramids. It was about five five shows, and it talked about how the pyramids were built. And it looked at, oh gosh, it was so cool because it looked at like all the different things, like energetically, and how there were a lot, there are a bunch of them that like when certain like certain times of the year, like the summer equinox, and they were like, you know, you can see from this pyramid to this pyramid, it was like the sun went down and it made this line, like connecting, you know, all of them. And I was like, wow, like they had such a better connection to nature than we yes. ever, ever do. Yes. We, we look at it now and we're like, oh, it's so mysterious. No, it's not. It's nature. Like tune in. To nature, I just like spit all over with it. Like tune into nature, and and it gives us the answers, right? Yes. So here's a funny story about that. It's like I mentioned before we got on that I've been feeling like just off, like for the past like month or so, and you know I'm like, okay, what is it, right? I I need to figure it out, right? So I look at what I call my physical my my five bodies. I looked at my physical body, like I'm not eating sugar, getting sleep, like I'm doing all the things to care for myself my energetic body. I'm like, I'm having energy work done. So maybe that's doing stuff, making me feel off. Maybe not my mental body. I'm like, I'm feeding my mind good stuff. I, I, I pause because I'm like, I've been watching too many stories about things that I, <clears throat> I want to be informed of. I really want to be informed of because I'm scared about what's where the direction of the world is, but I still want to be informed. So that can definitely, you know, shift and change. Um, my, um, Physical, my spiritual body, like I'm doing the meditation, the breath work. There's one other body that I'm totally forgetting. Physical, emotional, right? I'm, I'm like feeding myself good stuff. You know, so I'm looking at all those. I'm like, why am I still feeling wonky? Well, I was at my reflexologist the other day and I was telling her this and she's like, well, Heather, remember like this is springtime where things come up to the surface, right? And start mm -hmm. through and it's dry. It's a dry like energy. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, I know these things. Like I've read all these books. I've tracked how I eat like and, and the seasons right. and this. And for some reason I totally forgot. But we, we we do tend to get so disconnected from earth and nature and the cycles that, that it brings. Totally. And it's funny that you say that because um, I've talked to several different people that are having similar experiences. And it is, it's because it's, it's a timing for everybody. And in a way, when I'm like feeling that, and then you say that, and then my other friend says that, and I'm like, in some way it makes me feel better because I'm like, oh, okay, this is just a, a phase we're all collectively going through. I don't need to stress out about what I am doing to myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when we think things are a mystery, typically if we just take the time to like be still and listen to nature, like it will give us answers. Um, I think I talked to you about this before, but um, have you seen the, the documentary, The Biggest Little Farm? Uh, I, I don't know that I've watched it, but I have, I think I heard um, somebody on a podcast that I, I know that I know the concept. Yeah. Watch it. Like yeah. it is a must. And for anybody watching, listening to this, um, last I saw it was on Hulu. Oh my gosh. It is so phenomenal. There's this couple that decided to start this farm and they wanted to do it in a way that was in line with nature, like no chemicals, you know, none of that stuff. And they took this far, this farmland that was completely desolate, like dead, had no life in the soil whatsoever. And within seven to 10 years, like this is beautiful, absolutely amazing farm. And what they did was they worked with this guy who taught them how to work with nature itself. And so like when they were having like infestations of bugs, instead of going and getting the chemicals, right? They were like, okay, well, what's the predator for that bug? Right. And mm -hmm. they started to see how every, like everything within nature, you could always have something to balance itself out. Yeah. Ways, right. And okay. just using nature to work with it. I, I want to rewatch it because I need to be inspired again. Like it was so yeah. absolutely. We'll have to check it out. Um, and, you know, it was just, just took time to sit and be still and watch nature. And that's what they would just do is like, okay, wait a minute. Well, we're noticing when this happens, this, so let's use this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's just like, there's, there really is no mysteries if we take the time to be still and to listen. To li listen. I think that's a huge one. I know specifically if somebody listening is, you know, you're struggling with like a decision that you need to make in your life. And you're, you feel like you don't know what the answer is. I guarantee you know what the answer is. <laughs> if you just sit and get really quiet, um, you know, tune in. I like to call it talking to my, you know, ancestors, my guides, whatever. Um, but you'll get, you'll get your answers. And sometimes if I feel like for me, here's, here's my mystic side, I'll give you a little mystic uh, practice. Cause Sometimes I can sit and meditate and, and, or do the Akashic records or, you know, tarot, whatever things that is I'm inspired to do that day and feel like I get a clear answer. Sometimes I don't. So when I go to sleep at night, I will specifically ask as I'm going to sleep, please reveal to me, you know, what I need to know about X situation. And inevitably I will have really intense dreams Sometimes I, I will wake up not quite remembering the dream. Sometimes I will be able to very clearly remember the dreams. Um, but I will wake up with a knowing of yeah. the answer. So 
Can I explain why? I mean, kind of, but not in a way that would satisfy a true skeptic, I don't think. <laughs> well, I, but I would say a true skeptic really does is willing to listen and to take the information, right? So it's okay, like a stubborn skeptic. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't know if I ever did this with you, but I sometimes I do this with clients is that when they will, they're like, oh, I don't know, I should do this, I should do this. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting a quarter. I'm like, yeah. you don't. Right? And you know which one you're hoping for. Yeah. And I flip it and then I'll say it's heads. And, and and then I say, and I say to them, how did that, how did that feel when you heard that? And they're like, oh, relieved or oh crap. And I'm like, see, you knew it. We just don't take the time to trust ourselves because yes. we're not taking the time to sit and be quiet and listen. Yes. Yes. Right? Or yes. you have to dig deeper into your fear of the outcome. Yes. Yes. So, yes. That's a whole different episode. I think. <laughs> about that for a while so one of the things you're talking about like you know tarot cards and picking up on you know and like just tracking to see what comes up so today uh i was teaching my last align with abundance class it's a 16-week class and it's all about teaching you like teaching you the tools to heal your relationship with money and we were going through this visualization and at the end, I just had them jot down, like, just what were some things that you noticed, like, you know, during the visualization. And then I, I don't even, because I didn't have this in my, like, lesson plan, but I was like, I, I just feel like I want to pull a card. Like, I <laughs> just feel like I want to pull a card. So I have this deck that I I've, I think I've showed you before, at least, Deb, that it's, it's called an I Am deck. Um, uh -huh. And it's from, um, it's from the, a, a bar blend, like a beach body bar blend. So it's not like, I mean, I guess, are they considered tarot cards? I don't know. No, I would say that would be more like, I don't even know if I would call that an Oracle deck. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think because I, I, you know what, this is me being, I was like, it's by the beach body people. <laughs> <laughs> they're so pretty and they're so nice. Um, <laughs> Because I, um, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't gotten into like tarot stuff as much. Like I was on a call with a friend last, a couple girlfriends last night, and one she's like, "Can we pull a card?" And she did, and and two of them came out for me, and both of them were like, "Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense." But mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still haven't like gotten into that ton myself. Yeah. But I pulled on this deck. What's interesting because I'll show you. You can see like they're super pretty, and they're they're all different. Like you know, like this one says, you know, I am forgiving. You know, and then at the bottom. Yeah, they're like mantra cards and stuff. Those yeah, cool. like this one, like I am grounded, you know, this just yeah. pretty cards, right? So they all have something. So I pull the card and it's just blank. Yeah. <laughs> and so interesting is one of the girls in the course, she was like, that's crazy because she's like, when you had us write down everything like that, that came to us during the, you know, during that visualization, she just, I kept, I just had to writing all this, like I am. And I said, it's so funny that you did that because as I was taking them through the meditation, well, I, like, I took them through it, but then afterwards, when I said to have write some things down, I started writing some things down and all of mine were like, oh, handwriting. I am, I am, I am. Yeah. <laughs> and we were both like, that's crazy. Like, how is it that I just pulled that card that has a blank? And we were like, yeah, we get to fill it in. Like, who are we? Like, yeah. like we get to decide what the mystery is. 
Exactly. And, and whatever it means, whatever meaning you assign to it is the right meaning for you. Yeah. I really live in a whole existence of there are no coincidences anymore. Everything is a message, literally everything. I mean, I, it's sometimes I know my, my daughter even teases me because she'll be like, Oh my God, everything's a sign. I'm like, well, but it is, you're constantly getting input and it's all telling you something. And then, I mean, I can go like kind of crazy heady and you know, it's all, if you go to the space of this is all just a constructed dream anyway, <laughs> you know, like it, you, I mean, it really can start to make your head explode, but mm -hmm. it is kind of crazy how often things will happen or, you know, I was doing a practice like Kashik Records reading with, with, you know, like trading off with someone. I may have shared this story too. Um, and I almost like, actually it was the first time I never ask about my love life and those things. Cause I haven't been all too consumed with it actually that much lately, but I was doing this and I was like, eh, I'm going to ask what's coming for my love life. And you go through when we do these sessions, like you, you swap off, like you start, you, you, uh, you do one for yourself, then you trade with someone and then you trade with someone else. And so I just asked the same question every time, just out of curiosity. And, um, the first, when I was doing it for myself, I was like kind of getting like blank. Like I was kind of like, I, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not, you know, I'm not hearing, seeing, I'm not getting any like answers, but there was like a car that kept starting outside. Like it kept like starting and then starting again. I'm like, why does somebody keep fucking starting their car? And then um, when I went to do the thing with the next girl, her whole, it was all about action. Like just start, right. take action. Right. So there's some, random person out there having trouble starting their car yeah. may seem completely unrelated to me, but in the worldview I live in, I'm like, no, that was, that was telling me something. Yeah. There was information there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. There always is, is information. And, and I think this is a good point to end on is that whatever story that we're making of somebody, of some, somebody or something, right. Is is that story empowering you or disempowering you? Like, if you're wondering why do I not have these things that I want, is it because you're constantly complaining about how you don't have those things that you want? So therefore you're just going to keep getting more of that mm -hmm. or is that you're creating this story of like how it's working and serving you. Okay. And creating a story of like, okay, I, I don't know why, like I say mystery. I, I was saying this earlier today in my class that like, I always wanted to get married and have kids. When I was in high school and college, I was like, just want to get married, have kids, be done having kids by the time I'm 30, I'll be good. Okay. Here I am, 40 plus years later, you know, and with with neither of that. And I can look now I can look back and see, oh my gosh, all of that happened for my greatest good and for the world's greatest good. Because I don't think knowing who I am and how easily like I get tired and how, how like how sensitive I am. Like, like I would not have been able to raise kids and have opened the bakery that I did or work with clients the way that I do. Like I just couldn't, have. I couldn't have. And those gifts needed to go out into the world. So I can stay in that story. That's where I've made it. Oh, this is not a mystery of why I didn't get married and have kids. Like right. this is why I can also make up the story of like, um, I am ugly and unwanted and stupid. Well, with me, right? Blah 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 blah, right? And but that's not empowering to me. It's not creating the certainty that I want, right? In my world, right? Right. right. 
So you get to like, when something is mysterious to you, like assign it a value that is empowering, not disempowering. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, picking up a card, you know, and even if the, what, what, what's read on it seems like, oh, that doesn't feel good. You can make it empowering to you. Totally. Yeah. I agree with that too. Even in, um, you know, more traditional tarot decks where there are cards that are traditionally deemed bad omens or whatever. I, I can, I believe there are many ways to interpret those and they don't always have such a literal meaning. <laughs> so. Like I know we always say we're going to stop and then we keep talking. Um, but <laughs> is I love that story. We'll let Desca definitely end on this. But the story of the the Chinese. I think it was a, a Chinese. Now I don't want to get in trouble even for saying that. But like it was a farmer, okay? and he um, his son came home one day with a wild stallion, and his neighbors were all like, "Oh my gosh, that's so fortunate! Like you got this wild stallion." And he was like, "Maybe, maybe not." And then the son was trying to train the wild salmon. I just had salmon for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Training wild salmon is probably even tougher than wild stallions. Yeah. He was trying to train a wild stallion and he fell off and broke his leg. And all the neighbor, the, the farmer's friends were like, oh, that's so unfortunate. He was like, maybe, maybe not. And then the military was coming by recruiting people to go off to war and his son couldn't go because he had a broken leg. And they're like, oh, that's so fortunate. And he's like, maybe, maybe not. Like, we don't know. Yeah. And we can make any, we can make any story to, to create that level of certainty that we want. And when we can go beyond that and just be like, I don't know. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. I have a poster in my bedroom that I wish I could see right now. Um, well, it's a it's a little framed picture. It's super cute, but it has something to do with um, you can hold on to the handle, but it's easier if you just let the wind carry you. It's it's like a girl in an umbrella floating away. It's a terrible story because it hangs in my bedroom and I look at it every damn day and I cannot remember exactly what it says. But in in essence, it is. It's just easier to kind of go with the flow. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Alan, I'm having a hard time with that right now. I really am with like everything that's going on in the world. There are so yeah. many things that make no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. I'm really struggling, you know? And so. Right. But what good does it do to, I mean, I know you know this, but if anybody is relating to that, because I see it too, like I sometimes got to be like, I just can't watch the news because, but what good does it do me? to cat, my words are tough today, but to let my mind go to the worst possible scenario, like what good does it do me? It's going to evolve in whatever way it's going to evolve. And I will take it all as it comes. I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to the ability to travel. I don't know what's going to happen in all of these political arguments, but when we get there, I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could be like that because I'm like, I want to be informed. I want to know before those things, you know, so I can not just be at whim, right? I want to be, you know, in control. Oh. But how can I do that in a way that I don't get my panties in a wad and like so upset about everything? Is doing it from an energy of like, okay, this is happening. 
And this is how I need to educate myself to know how to move forward in life. Yeah. I mean, there's a balance between burying your head in the sand and being ignorant, which sometimes I just have to turn it off for my own protection, you know, and then go back to being as informed as I feel like is necessary. But I personally am not going to bother sweating any of it right now because unless it's something that I can control, that I do have some ability to impact, which global health, only impact I can have is to keep myself healthy. Right. It's about all it's within my control. So outside of that, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they say like writing your congressman and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, I got to start learning how to do all that stuff because I, I don't, I don't, I've never done any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. No, but that's true. But yeah, now we'll go down a whole nother wormhole, but. <laughs> so going back to, to certainty mystery, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Like, you know, sometimes we don't know why things are happening, but ask yourself, is the story that you're making up something that's empowering you, disempowering you? Because you get that choice at the end right. of the day. And if things are really seeming super mysterious, go back to nature. Like nature always, always, always gives us answers. There are patterns. There are things that you can see in nature that say, oh my gosh, wait a minute, I could use this to take care of myself. I could use this. 100%. To healthy, right? Get plants. Get plants and pay attention to your plants. Mm -hmm. I'm a total nerd for, I mean, that you can see that zebra plant that's hanging behind me. I actually put a shear there because it's um, leaves were getting burned. So it was telling me something. And if you practice tuning into the other living things in your home that you are taking care of, like plants will tell you when they need water. They will tell you when they need to be fertilized. They will tell you when they're outgrowing their pot. They give off some pretty clear signals. And practicing that really can help you if you're struggling with hearing the signals from within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's my plant nerd. <laughs> That's what I need to get better at too. So I would love to hear from you if having mysteries in your life is challenging for you. Like what's something that you've taken away from this conversation that can help it be a little bit easier so that you don't struggle and, and suffer, you know, because you can't figure something out. There can be fun in it let it for real yeah <laughs> notes good night goodbye whatever time this is we'll talk to y'all later bye